Welcome to the show this week. I am George Batista, as always, your host and your wellness advocate. And this is Wellness Talk, the show that goes over the latest in health and healing, nutrition and supplements. We take the mystery out of supplements and nutrition. Glad you guys could be with me this week. Make sure you go to georgebatista.com and check out all the information that we have there. And by the way, you can watch the replays of this show there. You could also listen to this show uh, on that website as well if you're not going to listen to the others. But Either way, you can listen to it also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and any other platforms or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so uh, let's dive into some of the um, articles that we're going to go over this week. We're going to talk about vitamin D and DHA needed for serotonin, mood, and impulse control. So we all know we've you know we've heard about serotonin. We all know how serotonin is treated by the medical community, obviously, or the mainstream medical community anyway, how, you know, when it comes to dealing with mood, mental health, those types of things. And obviously the mainstream medical community treats it one way and then the alternative community treats it the other way. We're going to talk about more of the alternative, uh, more alternative way of dealing with serotonin levels through nutrition. Okay, because you really don't hear uh, about that a lot through the mainstream medical where they deal more with like you know, different types of pharmaceuticals and that type of thing. We're going to talk about actually dealing with it with things like vitamin D and omega-3s and that type of thing. Because nutrition is extremely important when it comes to mood, when it comes to impulse control, when it comes to mental health in general. So we're going to talk about how vitamin D and DHA both affect serotonin. Very important. Then, uh, from Wellness Resources, glutathione and vitamin D. I bet you didn't know that glutathione and vitamin D actually have a synergistic relationship. They actually work together. So we're going to talk about a powerful essential connection between both of them and how they work together and why you need to make sure that you have adequate levels of both in your body and to make sure that you are uh, protected in many, many ways. So very powerful stuff. Then from Jillian Levy, we're going to talk about a study that benefit uh, study finds the benefits of probiotics for depression. So, again, we're getting into this gut brain connection that we've talked about in the previous podcast. And if you didn't get a chance to take a look at that, check out the last couple of podcasts I did where I talked about how uh, the gut brain connection and the vagus nerve and how uh, the neurotransmitters that go up and down this connection are very very important. And I think it's uh, something you, you know, definitely want to take a look at. But we're going to talk about how probiotics affect this and how important are probiotics when it comes to dealing with, again, mood and stress and mental health and these types of things. So it's very, very important. This is brand new information on this. So uh, that's what we got on tap for this week. So let's dive right in. All right. First, vitamin D and DHA needed for serotonin, mood and impulse control. This is from Wellness resources. Okay. So we know so far, we know about serotonin. We know that people with higher serotonin levels tend to have better moods, better positive moods, better positive behaviors. People with lower serotonin levels generally tend to have more aggressive, angry, quarrelsome behaviors. They seem to be more impulsive. Their mood seems to be, you know, uh, not great. Okay. And serotonin we know is a neurotransmitter in your brain, right? So we know that serotonin helps you focus on long-term plans, helps you to be able to delay immediate gratification, things like that. But these, uh, these things are also affected by your vitamin D status and your omega-3 oil status. 
And this actually has a major effect on the neurotransmitters in your brain. So we're going to go over that and why that's important. A lot of this work has been done by Dr. Bruce Ames, who I've talked about on the show before. He is one of the, he's a brilliant scientist when it comes to vitamins and minerals. He's in his nineties and he's talked about how vitamins and minerals interact with the body. I talked about the triage theory, which is actually the theory that he came up with when it talk, when he talks about vitamins and minerals rationing in your body when you don't have enough of them. Extremely important information. Definitely check him out. That's uh, Bruce Ames, A-M-E-S. But he has talked about the vitamin D and omega-3 connection with the brain. So why is all this important? Because we know that vitamin D is a hormone. Okay, and the hormone basically that controls over 900 genes in your body, but particularly it controls two genes called TPH2 and TPH1. Now, these genes are responsible for converting the uh, amino acid tryptophan into serotonin. Okay, now why is that important? Because if you don't have enough vitamin D, if it's inadequate, it actually hinders the natural production of serotonin in your brain as gene activation gets impaired. So extremely important right off the bat, you got to have enough of vitamin D in order for this to happen. A lot of people don't realize this, okay? Because there's a, there's a receptor site, there's a site in your brain, it's called the vitamin D response element. And this is where it actually happens. So if you don't have enough, this gene activation is not happening. And this, by the way, affects a lot of different genes, but we're talking about specifically serotonin and mood and that type of thing. So vitamin D, vitally important with this. And obviously, those of you who are like me, maybe have darker skin, don't get as much vitamin D when you're outside. So I always suggest supplementing, especially when you're coming towards the winter months, which we are now, definitely making sure that you're supplementing with vitamin D and getting enough. And by the way, a lot of people in the winter months actually their, their mood actually goes down. Right? They, there are a lot of people that actually have a kind of get into more of a bad mood or seasonal type of bad mood when you get into the winter months. And obviously when you're living in the Northeast, like I am, and it gets dark really early and then you, you have, you know, tons of snow and freezing cold and all that, it definitely can affect your mood, believe me. But you want to have adequate vitamin D during the winter. Again, now we know for serotonin because that's number one, it's going to affect your mood, but also just to make sure that you're protecting your immune system and activating all these 900 genes that vitamin D is responsible for. So vitamin D, vitally important. Now, along with vitamin D, your brain also needs significant amounts of omega-3s every day to function. Where do we get the omega-3s? We all know salmon, tuna, herring, sardines, all these different type of fish. This is where you get your EPA and your DHA, which are the two vital compounds in the um, omega-3s. Okay. Now, why is that important? Because these omega-3 fatty acids are required for how your brain utilizes serotonin as well as many other bodily functions. Okay. So I would suggest, obviously, if you're eating a lot of fatty fish, you know, you have to be a little bit careful with the fish because a lot of fish has toxins, a lot of fish has mercury, that type of thing. So if you're not getting your fish from like wild caught, for example, wild caught salmon, that's typically the way I get my salmon wild caught. But if you're just getting it from a regular fish place or whatever, it may be contaminated. So if you don't want to deal with that, or if you just don't eat a lot of fish in general, my suggestion would be to take a look at the DHA supplements 
So for example, if you want to take a look at wellness resources, they have a great daily DHA and another uh, supplement called leptinol. They're both the natural triglyceride forms of fish oil, which means that they're highly absorbable. And these oils are uh, molecularly distilled, which means that it removes all the harmful toxins uh, without high heat and solvent. Okay. And they're also third party tested for quality. So make sure if you're looking at supplementation when it comes to omega 3s, check out wellness resources and those products. Now, let's talk about omega 3 DHA and serotonin. So, uh, DHA makes up about 30% of the brain's fatty acid content, and it's found in high concentration in nerve cell membranes and receptor sites. Okay. So, DHA makes cell membranes flexible which helps things move in and out of the cells. And this is why it's important because you have to have enough DHA around the cell for it to be pliable, flexible, for the um, for these receptor sites to be able to um, bring in the nutrients that are coming in from food and supplementation. If you don't have enough of this DHA, enough to uh, fill the cell, your cells actually tend to get stiff. And this is a problem, okay? Because when cell membranes are stiff from inadequate DHA, they are harder for serotonin to bind into the receptor sites. So think about it. If you're not getting enough of the DHA, <clears throat> the serotonin is not binding or not enough serotonin is binding into the receptor sites. Therefore, you get a decrease in serotonin levels in the brain. Huge. This is huge, right? Other neurotransmitters like dopamine, uh, neuro compounds are also required. They also require DHA to dock to these receptor sites. And that that's just some of those neurotransmitters. I mean, there's a lot of things that require docking of receptor sites. Very, very huge and important. But this is key when it comes to having enough DHA. Now, you also get another compound uh, when you're taking in enough fish oil, and that's called EPA. EPA is vitally important for this as well. Now, why is that so? Because when you're taking in the omega-3s, okay, um, when you're taking a lot of different omega-3s, there's, there's compounds that are made that, that are called prostaglandins. There's three different types of prostaglandins. There's series one, series two, and series three, okay? The series one and three prostaglandins are anti-inflammatory, okay? Again, this is where it comes from your omega-3s. This is where you get the... Um, the anti-inflammatory effect, specifically from the EPA. EPA is very anti-inflammatory. Now, we also have prostaglandin series two, which is pro-inflammatory. And this you would get from your uh, omega-6 oils. So for example, the, the corn oils, right, from the processed diet. So for example, when you're getting corn oil, soy oil, safflower oil, sunflower, all those types of things from fro frozen foods and and preserved foods and, and um, you know, just highly processed foods, you're getting a lot of the prostaglandin series two, which is pro-inflammatory. Now, we know that the average American diet, or the standard American diet, is completely out of balance between omega-3s and omega-6s, right? So we know that it's very high in omega-6 and very low in omega-3. So what do we do? We need to balance that out. Very important to balance that out, the omega-3s versus the omega-6. If you can get more omega-3s and omega-6, you are doing very, very well, okay? So why is that important? Because in your brain, the prostaglandin series 2, which is the pro-inflammatory prostaglandin, actually inhibits 
the release of serotonin. Okay. But if you have enough of the EPA from the omega-3s, it actually blocks the production of prostaglandin series two, therefore bringing down the inflammation, therefore helping to make sure that serotonin is released. Very, very powerful stuff. Okay. So you got to make sure that you're getting enough of the series one and three and making that, that means you're getting enough of the omega-3s, EPA and DHA. So now a lot of people ask about the plant-based uh, omega-3. So when you look at like your, your flax seeds, your hemp seeds, your chia seeds, your, you know, those types of things, that's what you call ALA, which is alpha linoleic acid. Now, they can be helpful too. The problem with this is that alpha linoleic acid or, you know, again, the hemp, the flax seeds, the hemp oils, those types of things, they're not converted very well in the body. So you may not, you, you may need to ingest a lot more of them to actually work properly. Your body just doesn't convert them as well as the DHA EPA that you would get normally from whether it's fish or whether it's the supplements. So, and by the way, the conversion of ALA into EPA and DHA, because that's what happens. The ALA eventually gets converted into EPA and DHA, but that conversion needs also other nutrients. So it needs iron, it needs zinc, it needs magnesium, it needs vitamin C, and it needs vitamin B6. Very, very important. So if you're taking in those plant-based omega-3s, make sure that you are taking in enough of the other nutrients whether through a multivitamin or just a good diet, that type of thing. Other things that affect serotonin as well, uh, as well stress, low protein diets, poor quality diets, low estrogen levels, high inflammatory compounds, um, all that stuff affects uh, serotonin synthesis. So the moral of the story, making sure you're getting vitamin D and you're getting enough of the omega-3s, DHA, and EPA because it plays a critical role in making sure your serotonin is uh, optimal. Now, I would suggest when you're consuming, if you're consuming it in supplement form, again, you can check out the Wellness Resources brands, but I would suggest making sure you're getting one to two grams of omega-3 fish oils, okay? And that's going to give you, depending on depending on uh, which one you're taking, but it probably give you maybe 500 of the EPA and DHA, but the higher you can go with the EPA and DHA, the better it is but at least one to two grams of fish oils. Then on top of that, 1,000 to 5,000 units of vitamin D a day. And then you can add to that, uh, for example, the Wellness Resources Daily Energy Multiple Vitamin or the Super Mini Multi. Combine that with a good whole foods diet and then the exercise. And you've got a whole comprehensive approach, not only to make sure the inflammation stays down, but to make sure you're getting enough of the serotonin levels to balance out the mood and to get you going every single day. So check out that information. Again, you know, we always, um, we always talk about wellness resources, my supplement brand of choice. You can go to myvitaminresource.com and make sure you check out all their supplements, but because they're just fantastic supplements, they've been in business for 35 years. They know what they're doing when it comes to supplementation. So check it out. Uh, stuff to keep in the back of your mind. Okay. Next again, from wellness resources, glutathione and vitamin D, a powerful connection. So a lot of people don't know there's a connection between glutathione and vitamin D. Now, both are obviously completely powerful in their own respect, right? 
just when it when in terms of gene signaling in terms of cellular actions in terms of a lot of things that happen in your body making sure your immune system is in tip-top shape but together is very interesting because why is that important because vitamin d needs adequate glutathione to work so let's talk about it okay so glutathione we know is the master antioxidant of the body right very important you got to have the glutathione okay and glutathione uh glutathione needs vitamin d but the activation of vitamin d primarily occurs in the liver but that activation in the liver we know that so for example when you're when you're taking in vitamin d right whether it's through your skin or you're taking in supplement form it has to be converted has to be activated so that happens in your liver but that conversion in the liver is only uh working properly when you have enough glutathione if your glutathione status is low vitamin d remains inactivated and your blood levels will remain low how about that right? Very, very important information, okay? Now, the liver and the immune system, as well as the rest of your organs, they, de they, they deeply depend upon their proper function. It's, 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 it's vital for the proper function of glutathione for these things to be working properly. So the liver, it's the primary site of activating glutathione, and it's activated by three amino acids, okay? Glycine, glutamine, and cysteine, okay? But it's also supported by other antioxidants like vitamin C and curcumin, magnesium, uh, lipoic acid, and acetylcysteine. Uh, specifically, N-acetylcysteine and vitamin C are big precursors to glutathione. But what ends up happening is when you start with a, uh, you know, people who tend to have really high fat diets or when they have very processed filled diets, and they have found in these studies, matter of fact, there was a 2018 study. They found that they found that people who had fatty liver, okay, they found that their their liver actually impaired the glutathione levels, which eventually impaired the activation of vitamin D. Okay, so you know that's that's you know that's tough. So there's you know many many studies on this, but the point is that a fatty liver. And by the way, there's there's what's called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So typically, people have found that. Fatty liver used to be associated with people who were alcoholics who really damaged their liver from drinking a lot of alcohol. Well, now, lately, of the past few years, they have found people, especially many overweight people who have just terrible diets, they have found that their liver can be fatty without drinking alcohol at all. So again, that's called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease those folks are actually doing a lot of liver damage if just such as like if they were an alcoholic but they're not so again impairs glutathione and impairs impairs vitamin d activation so um this is very very important stuff so obviously we have to make sure number one our diet is uh is as as optimal as possible making sure you're getting rid of as many as much of the processed food as possible okay number two making sure that you're getting adequate vitamin D. And by the way, there's there's some other folks who have what's called a genetic polymorphism or what's called a SNP. These people have a problem converting vitamin D in the first place. So those people also have to make sure they're getting enough vitamin D. So these are all things, you know, you got to take a look at, but diet, vitamin D, and getting enough glutathione. So how do we get glutathione? My suggestion would be 
if you want to make sure that your glutathione levels are uh, optimal. You can take a look at Wellness Resources. They got some great uh, supplements that contain glutathione. One is the glutathione supplement. That's number one. But number two, you can take a look at a, a supplement called Daily Protector, which is something I take every single day. It's a high antioxidant protector. It has fantastic. has the vitamin C. It has the N-acetylcysteine and has all the precursors that you need for glutathione activation. Okay, so it's not only going to protect you in the winter, right, from all the colds, flus, and all these types of things, but it's also going to help to make sure that vitamin D is getting activated and therefore serotonin is doing its job and everything is, is you know, doing its job and all that type of stuff. So keep in mind, it's all together, right? They all, everything plays into everything else. They're all connected. One thing leads to another. Once you have something that's that's stopped in the beginning, then it's like a chain reaction, like a domino effect. Other things don't get activated down the line. So just something to th keep in mind, glutathione, uh, vitamin D, very, very important, a synergistic relationship. And, um, you know, just take a look at that. All right, next from Jillian Levy. Study finds benefits of probiotics for depression. So now we're talking a little bit about depression and we're talking about the gut-brain connection, which we've talked about before. So we know how important probiotics are to keep the gut in balance. And by the way, I've talked about it before, but we know that there are so many signals coming from the gut to the brain, actually more signals, more neurotransmitter signals that go from the gut to the brain than the brain to the gut. So that gut has to be in balance in order for, you know, you to make sure that everything is working properly and your brain and your focus and your mood and everything is working properly, right? So let's take a look at the study. It was a uh, 2022 randomized controlled trial published in the journal Translational Psychiatry, and he found evidence that probiotics can function as a promising new treatment approach for major depressive disorder, Okay. So let's uh, quote here. So this particular study sought out to determine whether short-term high-dose probiotic supplementation could reduce depressive symptoms by causing gut microbial and neural uh, changes in depressed patients. So patients who were struggling with uh, depressive episodes either took a multi-strain probiotic supplement or there was a placebo and they did it for 30 days. And they also um, were doing their normal treatments that they do as well. And then the patients completed an assessment after the 30 days about their symptoms. And they found that those who took the probiotics, it was found their, the microbial diversity and the abundance of the probiotic strain called lactobacillus were both increased. And these increases were associated with decreased, uh, decreased depressive symptoms. And another finding was that activation of certain neurons associated with depression was significantly decreased after the probiotic intervention. Fantastic. That is amazing information, okay? So, and some studies also on this, they did a, uh, another systematic review and they found that certain probiotics present in the gastrointestinal tract may improve the central nervous systems associ uh, associated with depression by increasing the production of free tryptophan, which then is converted to serotonin, right? We just talked about that in the previous article. So again, it all ties together, right? So making sure that you support your gut lining and your gut integrity, because it's also going to support your immune system, okay? You have to make sure that you're getting in enough of the good bacteria to balance out the bad bacteria. So how do we do this? Obviously, 
we're taking out the sugar, right? As, take out as much sugar as possible. Why? Because bad bacteria actually lives, loves sugar. Okay. So try to take out some of that. If you find that you're dealing with, um, you know, some symptoms of, of dysbiosis, dealing with symptoms of uh, candida albicans, or basically your gut is out of balance, right? You're getting a lot of gas, a lot of bloating after meals. You're getting a lot of stomach pains, that type of thing. And then on top of that, you're finding your, your mood is off. You can't focus as much. Maybe your memory is off. Maybe you're a little bit more cloudy, right? You're, you have more of a brain fog and you found this happening more and more as time goes on. Yeah. You got to take a look at this, this gut brain connection because one feeds into the other. So these are just things to take a look at. Um, you know, you may be dealing with some kind of, you know, again, constipation, diarrhea, all these types of things. So making sure you're getting enough of the essential, um, obviously the essential nutrition, vitamins and minerals, very essential, making sure you're getting enough of the, um, of the probiotics. You want to take a look at some of the wellness resources products when it comes to, uh, digestive, um, digestive supplements. So for example, you can take a look at digestive helper has, you know, great enzymes in there to help with digestion. If you're having a problem with digesting, you can take a look at, um, uh, wellness resources, uh, superdophilus. It also has contains the beneficial bacteria that you need. You can take a look at that as well. And, uh, they have many, many supplements that deal with the gut. I would take a look at all those, but then obviously making sure again, balanced nutrition and, um, balancing just overall, once you get your gut in balance, um, you, you know, especially if you're dealing with that gut brain problem, you, you, you know, many times you will find that a lot of the fog and a lot of the mood and all those types of changes go away. So, uh, you know, just some things to think, think about and to keep in your back of your mind, if you're taking a look at gut brain balance probiotics, but this is great information on this. Um, I, I, I definitely want to see more studies on probiotics for depression because again, you know, a lot of the, again, mainstream media does not deal with or does not like to, you know, um, check out nutrition when it comes to mental health, when it comes to depression, mood changes and all that. And sometimes, you know, nutrition plays such a huge part of it and it's just not being looked at and it's sad. So I would take a look at that and, um, you know, see how it goes, but it's very, very important information. And I think, uh, I think more studies need to be done on that. All right. So, uh, that was it for today. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Uh, just make sure again, you go to georgebatista.com, check out all the information that we go over and for wellness resources, you go to myvitaminresource.com, check out their supplements, great supplements that I take every single day and my family takes. And, uh, otherwise make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. And as always control your health. Have a great day.